Hey, happy Friday. Welcome to the three things I learned, SaaS, sports, tech, and live events. It's Super Bowl week in Los Angeles. So we're going to talk about how to ask for tickets. We all want to go to the big event. When the big event comes to town, we get a lot of phone calls from people asking us for tickets, and we'll talk about some of those phone calls and the humor and the ways to and how not to ask for tickets. But before we do that, we're going to identify the people who are involved that we generally would ask for tickets who they are, what their goals are, before we walk through how to ask them for tickets. We've had a lot of experience with this. You know, I worked for the LA Dodgers directly, and then I worked at the Staples Center for a number of years. Then I worked at StubHub for a number of years, and then I've been at Ticket Manager. So I've had 20 plus years of people in and around me in the community asking for tickets. I've seen just about everything, and we'll share some stories as we go through these. First, here are the players. First are the team employees, like myself back in the day, people who work on the business side, salespeople for the team, marketers, people who work in PR, whatever else for the team. Their job is to generate as much revenue from the event as possible. They have sales numbers and goals. So their job is not to give us tickets, but sometimes they have. Then we have team employees on the competition side. These are coaches, trainers, psychologists, people who are involved on on the side of the actual competition. And their goal is to win the game. We have sponsors, people who write big checks to put their names on the building, in the signage, on the field, on the players' jerseys and the like. Often they get tickets. Their goal is to sell more cell phones or toilet paper or cereal or whatever they are selling. Then we have the business customers. These are the companies that buy suites, season tickets and the like, so they can give them to staff and they can give them to clients to try to drive more business. Again, trying to make as much revenue as they can to sell more legal services, more consulting services and the like. And then finally, we have the sports professional. This is a catch-all for the rest of us. These are the promoters, the agents, the tech providers, the people who do the F&B, the merch, that sort of thing at the events. And their goal is to use the event itself to drive more business. One more thing before we go into the do's and don'ts. 30 years ago, finding tickets was difficult. When you asked for tickets, you were actually just asking if anybody had access to them because it generally only went to season ticket holders and sponsors. Due to the rise of the secondary market, we can all get tickets whenever we want. If you want Super Bowl tickets, you can go to Ticketmaster, you can go to Vivid Seats, you can go to Game Time, you can go to SeatGeek, anytime you like, and you can pay market price for those tickets. So what you're asking when you're asking for tickets is, I don't want to pay full price, can you help? So let's get started with the do's and don'ts of how to ask for tickets. Ask, and that's surprising to some people. There is a myriad of people who ask for tickets in a myriad of ways. Um, but for all of us, there are people that we really care about that sometimes we don't know if they wanted to go to the game or not. Now, it's very rare, but there have been occasions where tickets have shaken loose for Game 7 or World Series or for a Rose Bowl or the like. And had we not known that our loved ones or close ones wanted to go, we wouldn't have been able to give them the tickets because, again, we're not in the business of going out and trying to find people to give tickets to. Just know it's okay to ask. We prefer that you ask. And we'll talk about how to do that in the next few. Ask one time. Reminders are rude. As we are going to go through in the hierarchy of tickets in a minute, and as we have identified the players who have tickets, you now know what their goals are. Ask, have that conversation, and then respect their timeline. Many teams have different ways that they give out tickets. Sometimes they wait till 24 hours before, sometimes they do a day of. Just know that they are. if they've told you they're looking out for you, or if they said they're likely not going to get any, they don't need that reminder that we're about to go buy tickets somewhere else. If we see another deal that we think is a good one, then we need to pull the trigger. And then we'll follow rule number six, which we'll, t- we'll touch on in a second. We need to know where we are on the hierarchy 
of tickets. We're going to leave that up there so we can all see it. The hierarchy of tickets for most people looks very similar. It starts with immediate family, people we live with, and our parents. Then it's our customers, people who pay us money for our goods and services. Then our partners, people who help find people who pay us money for our goods and services. Then prospective customers and partners, people who might pay us good money for our goods and services. Then teammates, people that are helping us, that we serve at work, that are close to us, that wanna to go to the game. And now we start to reach extended family, our friends, our vendors, then our acquaintances, and then our kids, teammates, parents, for whatever they're doing, who we run across on the weekends from time to time. Uh, we can all use this hierarchy to do the math as to how many tickets somebody would need access to before they would contact us after we've asked. So use it often. It's pretty dynamic, it can move with others, but understanding where we are in the hierarchy will help us set expectations, both for those asking and for when we are the ones asking. Or say thank you a lot. This seems obvious, but it's so unobvious that there's an entire Seinfeld episode about it where Jerry refuses to send an additional thank you to Alec Berg, which funnily enough is the name of one of the producers of the show, and therefore doesn't get the playoff tickets that he's hoping for for the NHL playoffs. This seems so obvious, but I would say that we've received thank yous from a little fewer than half of the people who we've helped out with tickets over the last 20 years, and it's a surefire way to get you moved down on the hierarchy of tickets. That said, the next rule should also be followed, especially when you're talking about big events that are hard to get into. Number five send an appropriate gift. As we stated at the beginning, tickets are available. You can go buy them on Ticketmaster, Vivid Seat, SeatGeek, GameTime, or the like. They're saving us money. So we need to send an appropriate gift as a thank you. If we get $8,000 Super Bowl tickets for $4,000, and we get four of them, then we need to send an appropriate gift for that help. And for those who hear this and think that an appropriate gift is maybe buying dinner, another Seinfeld episode, or a round of drinks, no, it's more in the four figures. If somebody's gonna save you thousands of dollars, then the gift needs to be a thousand dollars. If somebody saves you a couple hundred bucks, then the gift needs to be a hundred bucks. See, make sure you do this, because if you don't, you'll see how fast we fall off the hierarchy of tickets. Six, inform the people we are asking immediately if we find tickets somewhere else. Now, I'm guilty of this. A few years ago, there was a very expensive and very hot Super Bowl. We got into town. We hadn't yet acquired our tickets. We generally have some sources that will help us out. And one of my friends asked me if we got tickets in, and I had mentioned no. Hadn't thought about it again. He is a total sweetheart. I went and found tickets from another person that was doing us a favor who has been wonderful to us over the years. And on the day of the game, I got a phone call from the first person saying, hey, I got you some tickets for the game today. I felt terrible because I'm guilty of breaking a rule that I know. Now the good news is it was such a hot event that there was no problem finding another home for these tickets and it didn't turn out to be a hassle for him. But let's make sure that as much as we want to pester and over communicate one way, we need to make sure to inform them if we find tickets somewhere else or if we buy them because we don't know how much work they're doing to try to help us out and what kind of favors they're calling in. That's number six. Number seven, this is the most applicable rule of asking for tickets, but people outside of the industry don't really know it or understand it. Once we explain it, they generally do. It's two degrees of separation. Now, I've been in sports for 20 years. I have a lot of friends who have been so wonderful to us, and if I ask them for a favor so that my family and I or my friends and I or a contact and I can attend a game and I'm going to the game with them, they will generally do that favor. But if there's a second degree of separation 
and I'm making the phone call saying, hey, can you really help out a friend of mine who you've never met that doesn't help you hit your goal of driving revenue through the event, through the event and is all the way down at the bottom of the hierarchy of tickets, as you saw, we didn't identify friends of friends, then we can get more realistic in our expectations. It just doesn't work that way when it comes to the bigger events. Now, sometimes it does. We get a little trained because on the more regular scene events where there are tickets lying around, we can help out friends of friends. Just know and set our expectations as such. Those are the to-dos when asking for tickets. Now, let's talk about the rules that we don't want to break so that we stay on that hierarchy and we can continue to ask in the future for those big events. Number one on the do not do list is do not take advantage of people. Now, this is a PSA for people who get asked for tickets too, is I've been doing this for 20 years and I've seen people who think they're gonna get favors later and you know, promises made are very rarely promises kept. Let me tell you a personal story. When I was responsible for tickets uh, in a couple of our corporate suites for StubHub when USC played Illinois in the Rose Bowl, I got a phone call from one of our bosses who had been reached out to by a friend who was friends with Josh Booty. Josh's little brother, JD, was the starting quarterback at the time. He told me that they would have a really hard time sitting in the lower bowl with normal fans trying to enjoy JD playing in the game. So they really wanted to get some of the tickets. So I ventured out to the auxiliary parking lot where they were from our StubHub offices and I met Josh Beauty, who gave me a masterclass performance in gratitude and thanks for saving them of the trouble of having to sit with everybody else and now the family can enjoy watching JD in his dream game, blah, blah, blah. Why do I say it that way? I didn't even make it back to the stub of offices. It wasn't even a five minute walk before I got a text from Josh saying, thanks, we found a way to trade those tickets for something else. There's gonna be four knuckleheads in your suite with you. <laughs> this happens more often than you think. Don't take advantage of people. It's just a crummy way to live. And if you're responsible for tickets, just know you gotta trust your gut. That's number one. The do not list is do not pester. As we've stated, there's an entire hierarchy asking people for tickets. If they say that they're going to take care of us or they can't take care of us, that's sufficient. We have to wait on their timeline. If we get antsy or impulsive and we need to act on our own to go do something else, then we need to do that. But constantly texting and calling people and having them explain the dynamics of the ticketing market for the one time you're gonna be asking them for this, that's not gonna help us stay on the hierarchy. So number two is please do not pester. It'll keep us in the good graces of those that we might ask later. Number three, do not, is do not talk smack. So we asked for tickets and we didn't get what we wanted. We were told no, or even worse, maybe they did have a couple and they didn't give to us. That doesn't give us the right to go and say negative things about people around town. I can't tell you how many times somebody has asked me, or even worse, gone to a family member and asked for a favor, which we diplomatically state, hey, we, we just don't have any that we can help you with right now. We have a lot of other things we need to do with our business for these tickets. And we hear later that we have no clout or we're, you know, don't have access to these things and we're a peon and whatever else. Odds are it's not that they don't have clout, it's just that they don't want to use the clout on us. So let's stay away from that mistake. Do not ask all over town. If you ask a friend or a contact for help with tickets and they go out and they try to help you and they find out that you've asked six other people, this world is very small, especially the one that we work in. We already know, and it's a quick way to get bounced. It's also just kind of a jerk move. If you are going to do that, as some do, make it known. Hey, listen, I've got four or five other lines in the water that I'm working, and we can all adjust some of the favors and political capital that we're gonna use based on that. Five, don't put any pressure on your friends. 
Look, saying no to somebody is hard enough. Some of us have done it a lot, but most people don't like saying no, especially to their friends, loved ones, business contacts, contacts and the like, anybody on the hierarchy. Asking is hard enough. Simply asking them once would be good enough. Please don't put pressure on them by talking about favors that have been done in the past or how important this is to you and your family and the like. Just simply ask your friend or contact if they can help you out and we can leave it at that. That's number five. Last but not least, be genuine. Um, you know, if I haven't heard from you in six months, two years, three years, and the team makes the championship game and all of a sudden I've got a phone call the next day saying, hey, we should really catch up. Remember that time when we really haven't seen each other in a long time. We should set something up in the next week or two. Come on, we know why you're calling. That's okay. Just straightforward follow rule number one of the do's and ask and that's okay. These are the rules that we've accumulated over the last 20 years of doing this. If you have any, please add them at any time. Hopefully this is helpful to you, whether you're asking your friends for tickets or whether you're somebody that's being asked for tickets all the time. Let's rely on that hierarchy as often as we can. It is super helpful when people can start to understand what kind of responsibilities those in the industry have and what they're doing with their tickets. That's it for this week on The Three Things. We'll see everybody next week.